Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. In part two of our weather series, let's learn some more advanced ways to describe the weather in English. Make sure you head over to my Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, or the link is in the description to、uh, check out all of the great content over on Instagram. And also head over to my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, for full transcripts and some extra special bonus content. Last week, I released an episode introducing you to some advanced vocabulary, specific terms, and useful phrases to describe the weather. I covered alternatives, or maybe you could say improvements, to commonly used words hot, cold, sunny, and cloudy. Make sure to listen to that episode if you haven't already. Um, I'll, of course, link it in the description of the podcast, and you can also find it on my blog.、Um, I also talked about why it is important to learn more advanced ways to describe weather conditions. So I'll skip that part today. This episode will look at more nuanced descriptions of, or alternatives to, rainy, windy, snowy. And finally, look at a few other less common types of weather. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions at all, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I reply to everyone.、Um, and, you know, lots of people have been messaging me recently, and I really, really enjoy reading your messages, and I try to reply to everyone.、Um, so, yeah, just send me a message on Instagram if you'd like. Um, why not try to describe the weather in your hometown this weekend using some of the vocabulary you will learn today? Okay, that's enough of an introduction. Let's get right into the episode. Rainy. I think a good place to start today would be with alternatives to rainy. Precipitation is often used as a more formal and scientific way to describe rain. Technically, precipitation is any type of water that falls from the sky. So, rain, snow, sleet, hail. But as rain is generally the most common in that category, We often use precipitation as a synonym for rain. Meteorologists, who are the scientists who predict the weather and weather forecasts, will often try to determine the probability of precipitation. Rain is a relatively generic term. You know, there is no one type of rain. Of course, it is all water falling from the sky, but How much water? At what speed? What size of the water droplets? Well, we can use different terms here to help us be more specific. Let's start from the smallest to the largest amounts of rain. Sometimes the rain is so light that you barely notice it. In this case, 
we can say there is just a drop of rain. If there is a drop of rain, you will only feel a few drops of water from the sky. The next step up would be drizzle. English speakers will use both drizzle and drizzling to describe this type of rain. Drizzle is basically very light rain falling in very fine drops. If you visit the UK, my home country, it is quite likely you will experience drizzle. You know, it rarely rains heavily in the UK, but it, quite often it drizzles. If it starts to drizzle, you need to make the decision over whether to take an umbrella or maybe your jacket is good enough. Another noun to describe relatively light rain is shower. A shower is a brief and usually light fall of rain or other type of precipitation. Showers is often used in weather forecasts and in conjunction with the adjective scattered. For example, tomorrow will be a day of sunny spells and scattered showers. Scattered means uh, in lots of different places or at different times. Let's get heavier with the rain. In fact, that is a perfectly good phrase. Heavy rain. Light and heavy are probably the most common ways to describe rain. If it suddenly starts to rain a lot and rain heavily, then we can use the idiom, the heavens opened. As in, while I was out shopping, the heavens opened and I got very wet. You can also say it is pouring. When this verb is used to describe the weather, to pour is to mean that it is raining heavily. If it is pouring outside, you'd better take an umbrella with you. Although there are many ways to describe the rain, I think the term I'll introduce to you, well, the final term I'll introduce to you is the idiom raining cats and dogs. You may have heard this before. It's a very famous idiom and basically means to rain heavily. And finally, when it rains, you get wet. Or you could say damp, soaked, drenched, dripping, soggy. They all mean wet. Windy. That's enough about the rain. Let's move on to windy weather. Actually, this is by far my least favourite weather especially if it is chilly outside. Direct synonyms for windy include breezy, blustery, and gusty. A breeze is a light and pleasant wind, the kind you get on a warm summer day. So if the weather is breezy, then the wind outside is relatively gentle. You know, it's a nice wind. A gust is a sudden strong wind stronger than the average wind of the day. Once, while I was traveling to an island off the coast of Japan, a sudden gust of wind blew my umbrella away. A blustery day has strong winds. So blustery means, you know, very lots of very strong winds. The next few words are connected to wind, but they are probably more accurately referring to storms. 
However, we often use these when it comes to talking about wind speeds and such, so I think they fit nicely in this section. A tornado is a strong, dangerous wind that forms itself into an upside-down spinning cone and is able to destroy buildings as it moves. If you've seen The Wizard of Oz, I'm sure you know what a tornado is. The next fact may surprise you. It surprised me when I found out. Cyclones, hurricanes, and typhoons are all the same type of windy storm. They just form in different parts of the world. Hurricanes are tropical storms that form over the North Atlantic and the Northeast Pacific. Typhoons are tropical storms that form over the Northwest Pacific Ocean. And cyclones are storms that are formed over the South Pacific and Indian Oceans. So basically, same storm, different parts of the world. All very windy. Snowy. Snow is certainly the type of weather I know the least about. We don't get much snow in the villages of England. Languages from cultures in the far north of the world, such as the Inuit of modern-day Greenland or the Sami of modern-day Finland, have hundreds of ways to describe snow. While English doesn't have so much, there are some useful words you should know. Actually, many of the words I already introduced about rain can also be used for snow. Snowy spells, precipitation, light snow, heavy snow, snow showers. Snowflakes are the individual pieces of snow that fall from the sky. It is said that every snowflake is unique, but I'm not actually sure if that is true. Maybe one of you can tell me. A flurry of snow, or a snow flurry, is a swirling mass of snow caused by a sudden gust of wind. A blizzard is a blinding storm of wind and snow. Blizzards can create dangerous conditions for people driving on the road. And I'm sure you can guess that a snowstorm is a storm made of snow. Two other terms I think are important to learn are sleet and slush. They're technically not snow, but they both start life as snow. What do I mean? Well, sleet is what happens when snow melts as it falls. In a nutshell, sleet is rain with a bit of ice in it. It starts as snow in the clouds and falls, begins to melt, but by the time it reaches the earth, it is still icy. Sleet is a horrible type of weather. You know, it's cold, uncomfortable, and doesn't have the satisfaction of snow. Slush is also used to describe when snow melts. However, slush is once it has already fallen and landed on the ground. If you come from a snowy place, you know what I'm talking about. The wet, icy snow that appears as the snow on the ground begins to melt. Other weather-related terms. Finally, let me introduce a few other weather-related terms that are less common but still important. How about mist, fog, 
haze and smog. What's the difference? Well, mist is a cloud of tiny water droplets near the planet's surface that makes it difficult to see. In essence, it is like the clouds have descended from the sky. Fog is basically the same thing. However, fog is even thicker and makes it even more difficult to see than mist. Haze also makes it difficult to see due to particles in the air, often caused by heat or smoke. So you might, might experience haze on a very hot day. Smog is air pollution caused by smoke or chemicals mixing with fog, mist or haze. Hail are small hard balls of ice that fall from the sky. Sometimes, I've seen videos on YouTube, hail can actually be quite large, golf ball size, um, and they're very dangerous. They can also be called hailstone and used as a verb, as in, it started to hail while I was walking to work. I actually already mentioned the term storm earlier, but I didn't define it for you. A storm is a powerful disturbance of the atmosphere that causes strong wind, rain, thunder, lightning, snow or hail. There can be lots of different types of storm. Thunderstorms, electrical storms, snowstorms, rainstorms, hurricanes, cyclones, etc. English learners often confuse thunder and lightning. Thunder is a sound. The loud rumbling or crashing noise heard shortly after a lightning flash. So lightning is the electrical bolt that shoots between the clouds and the ground, causing a very bright flash. So you hear thunder and you see lightning. This is why in English, thunder and lightning are often used together as a phrase. So here is today's final thought. In part one of my advanced weather vocabulary, I introduced alternatives to hot, cold, sunny and cloudy. Today, I gave you options instead of rainy, snowy, windy, as well as introducing some less common weather types. I really hope you found these episodes interesting and useful and make sure to use these terms next time you need to describe the weather. If you're listening on Spotify, you'll see uh, kind of like a question option. Um, and I'm going to, uh, well, I'd like you to describe the weather in your hometown, maybe today or at the weekend, um, if uh, using the terms that I have taught you in this episode and in the last episode. If you're not on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple, uh, you won't see the question box, but you can message me on Instagram instead. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review or rating, recommend it to your friends, or let me know on Instagram. My Instagram is Thinking in English Podcast. The link should be in the description. Uh, and make sure you check out the Thinking in English blog. I love hearing from listeners, and I really appreciate all of the messages I have received over the past few months. Feel free to send me a message or 
I don't know, give me some advice or recommend a topic. Have a great day and I'll see you next time. Thank you.